Hi, I'm Janae Myers, CEO of Chicago Cares, and welcome to How Chicago Cares. This is our weekly podcast series exploring how Chicagoans can take care for one another and make an impact during COVID and beyond. As the city's leading partner of volunteerism, Chicago Cares is committed to helping us expand our definition of what it means to serve, to connect, and to support one another, especially in these challenging times. So today's episode, I'll be interviewing Lindsay Evans from the city of Chicago about our recent outreach for the 2020 census. And we'll talk about why completing the census is so important for Chicago and how the city has creatively pivoted toward virtual opportunities to get all of our neighbors counted. But before we get to our conversation with Lindsay, I want to share a quick spotlight of how one very special Chicagoan is caring right now. Will Yaramillo first served with Chicago Cares at our supply drive on June 6th, where he really played an instrumental role in supporting our Tinley Park location. But Will didn't stop there. He joined us for all our rapid response programming in June, including our second supply drive, the West Garfield Park Community Cleanup, and the Community Peace March at Grant Park. And I will tell you, I was there at Grant Park and Will busted his tail helping us in the truck, getting the ice off the truck, getting the station set for the water. He was sweating and beyond got his workout in. He says he enjoys seeing this overwhelming support from all walks of life as we continue to support our neighbors and community investment goals. We are so grateful, Will, for your continued dedication. Thank you. Now let's turn to our special guest. Lindsay Evans co-leads the city of Chicago's census campaign. She's an attorney and civic leader with 15 years of experience in the legal, regulatory, and public sectors. In her current role, Lindsay is responsible for ensuring that Chicago receives its fair share of over $650 billion in federal funding allocated nationwide. This task is especially important given that Chicago's self-response rate to the census in 2010 was only 66%. We're excited to have her with us today. Lindsay, welcome to How Chicago Cares. Thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Uh, well, I'd first like to get us started really by sharing just some basic information. So um, the U.S. Census, we keep hearing about it. What is it and how can Chicagoans complete it? Yeah, so the census is essentially the largest peacetime mobilization and is an effort to count every single person in our country. So it's required by the Constitution. This has been going on every 10 years since uh, 1790. And information from the census shapes our communities and influences our voice in Congress. So I know the idea of the census doesn't sound super important. It sounds like a boring government form, but it is actually crucial because it tells us who we are as a nation, who we are as a city, and allows us to um, shape our voice in the larger national picture. Which is so critically important, and I think especially right now, when you look at um, funds and how they're allocated and how really the structure happens in a city like Chicago, so much of that is determined truly by um, that sent those census dollars and those numbers. Talk to us a little bit about, okay, I, I want to say it's 1400 per person that can be allocated federally for each person counted. Is that the correct number? So that is the correct number. The experts estimate that our community would receive about 1400 at a low number. It could go up to as much as 1800 per person per year. So it ends up being a huge number when you look at the funding over the next 10 years. Um, so the census on a whole is, is dividing up a huge pot of federal funding. And it's um, 
determining critical programs such as Head Start, SNAP, WIC, Section 8, uh, Medicaid. So it's it's a important way that we're actually going to get our fair share of federal resources. And actually looking at the current crisis, the amount of COVID response dollars that we've received is determined by census data. Oh, really? So by our old census data of 10 years ago, that's how they're determining what portion of that COVID relief dollars that we get as a city exactly. of Chicago. Exactly. Oh, interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. Okay. So talk to us more about, all right, if there's this big pot of money from the feds that then get divvied out um, and again, go to these various resources but doesn't it also count for political representation? So um, how many representatives we have, et cetera? Exactly. So the census determines how many seats we get in Congress. And mm-hmm. as you know, the population has been uh, declining somewhat. And so there's concerns about us losing um, one or two political seats uh, for Illinois. And so that's another reason that we're making a huge effort because we want our uh, representation to be fully accurate of the number of people who are here in our state and in our city. Right. We've heard about this kind of flight of folks out of the city of Chicago for various reasons over the years. And populations have just continued to decline where once we were a strong, I think, 300 or, you know, 3 million uh, person city, I think those numbers have continued to go down. Would you say that's accurate as of what we know now, but then the census could prove us wrong. And that's kind of what we're hoping. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the part of it is we're trying to actually get that accurate count. So we don't know for sure. There definitely has been a ton of movement. And so we want to know where everybody is at this point in time in order to then look at uh, what is due to us as a city and as a state. Right. And so is it truly um, as much as, okay, as a city, if you have X amount of people, that's the resources that you get. But if someone from the city moved to the suburbs, truly those dollars follow them to that um, municipality. I think it depends on the types of programs. So there are several different ways that the um, program funding is determined. So some of them are actually determined by who is using the um, program and where they're at. Others are more general, like looking at infrastructure, where um, the, the money is going to roads, and they might be roads that connect to the city and the suburbs. Right. So, um, so there's a lot of different ways that the funding is actually allocated based on that census data. Which is why kind of not only as a city of Chicago, it's super important, but for us as the state of Illinois, how we think about that because we are so interconnected. And when we talk, certainly Chicago, Chicago business, it's kind of the Chicago land area, right? That oftentimes people are saying because folks are commuting in, they might not live in the city, but they certainly work in the city and spend dollars in the city. Um, And those, those kind of interconnected pieces are really important. Absolutely. So public transit is a big thing that's funded Mm, uh, using census dollars. And so that's something we're obviously uh, want to keep um, keep up well. And after we're beyond the whole pandemic, we will go back to using our public transportation at its full capacity. It also funds public health. And so as we've been going through the covid crisis this spring, we have realized all the more that this is something that we need to support our public health resources. Yeah, because I mean, you know, there's been a lot of talk and tell me if this is rumor or conjecture since you actually work at the city of there have been now so many federal resources allocated down for extra COVID support in a myriad of different ways. 
um, folks have been saying that then that will have ramifications on budgets for then next year, that there might be just less dollars coming down federally because of this uh, major surplus that we've seen um, due to COVID. Is there any logic behind that? I am not sure. I can't speak specifically to the the funding relationship there. So I'm not sure if, if they are connected or if we risk losing additional funding. But um, I know that our, our push is because we're looking kind of at this as a 10-year investment mm-hmm. that we really want to focus kind of at this point on the long term. The You know, it's looking at the big picture of we need to get as many people included in this effort as we can, because we're looking at what what life will be like in the city of Chicago 10 years from now. Yeah, no, absolutely. So when we talk about census funding and how to get that, there's oftentimes we talk about a hard-to-count community, a hard-to-count population. How is that really determined? So essentially, there's many different factors that the Census Bureau uses to define communities that are hard to count. So 48% of Chicago's population is considered hard to count by the Census Bureau. And that includes people that are in racial and ethnic minority groups, children under five, actually, aging populations, non-English speakers, renters, um, individuals below the poverty line, individuals experiencing homelessness, refugees. So it, there's a lot of different ways that um, Chicago residents can be considered hard to count. Uh, but there's a huge effort that we've undertaken as a city to try to include those. You know, our big mantra is that Chicago is an inclusive place where we welcome people regardless of their status, regardless of their orientation, regardless of any other kind of social definitions. And so um, we have made a tremendous effort in this uh, spring to try to reach folks who are considered hard to count. So, you know, hard to count populations, that makes absolute sense. But why would they be afraid to, or if afraid is even the right word, to complete the census application? I know I have some assumptions about that, Again, when you talk about uh, particular populations and you think about folks that have been undocumented, um, who historically have been targeted, especially by this administration, how do they, you know, I think there's a a fear, truly like a, a fear of if I were to fill out this government piece of paper or form, then the assumption is that you know, they're going to come after me because I have undocumented status. Um, Even though the city of Chicago is a sanctuary city, um, do we think that's a big part of some of this hard to count population? For sure. So um, we have done uh, kind of nationally a lot of research on barriers to census participation. And one of the primary concerns relates to how the information might be used and whether that it is an opportunity for the government to see um, who's undocumented and to potentially send out ICE agents. So we have been undertaking a significant effort to try to reassure people that despite all the litigation um, back and forth that happened over the last year, citizenship is not a question. Um, it's not asked whatsoever. And so regardless of status, we, we really want people to participate. We need them to participate in the census. And then their personal information is protected by law. So the information that is collected in the census can only be used to compile statistics. It cannot be shared with ICE or any other agency. Um, There's actually severe criminal penalties for anybody who passes along 
census information or misuses it in any way. So um, we want to reassure people that the census is safe, that it's important, and that it is not um, an effort to identify who is or who is not a citizen. Right, because citizenship status does not matter if you just, you still live here. You still live here and have a life and a family and, uh, you know, there's education and healthcare and just resources that folks do need that our government does um, support. So having those folks counted is important. Now, you had also mentioned that the hard to count population is anybody under five. Why do you think parents um, or aren't counting their young ones? Is it just like, oh, well, it's not a grown adult who's like going to take resources. But yet when you think about pre-K and early childhood, I think that would be a big portion of funding too. Yeah, absolutely. So we do think a lot of it is just by error. It's just that someone doesn't think of a newborn as being someone that needs to be counted in the census or might think of it as only those over 18 who are um, required to participate. So we want to just reinforce that it's every child, regardless of age, who we want to see counted. And uh, we've actually been working with CPS to try to communicate that information to Chicago families. Um, either While the children were in school, there was actually a big effort to study the census and to understand that it's important for every individual to be counted. And then since school has been out this spring, um, we've actually been doing a lot of efforts with the CPS meal distribution to continue reinforcing the message that every single person, regardless of age, needs to be counted, and especially children. No, that's, that's huge. So, okay, so undocumented folks, children, different kind of populations. Is the Black community another population that's hard to count? It is. It is. And actually, historically, Black communities have been undercounted. And so we have been um, reaching out as part of this um, movement that's been happening in the last few weeks to emphasize that Black Lives Matter and that Black communities need investment to say this Mm -hmm. is one more way that we can see change in our city. So we want to see uh, Black communities fully represented in the census for the first time this year and have been working with protesters and organizers and faith leaders to communicate that message and to show that it actually matters. I think there's a significant sort of apathy that um, we all feel with government forms like, yeah, what does my uh, little two minute government form actually matter? But it makes a huge difference. And so we're trying to especially um, send that message to folks that are protesting and calling for change and we're 100% supportive of um, this bigger movement and that one way to bring change today is to fill out the census and then also to participate um, at the voting booths in November. Right. I mean, the, those two things are so important. I'll tell you, I've participated in two um, faith-based marches um, with Pastor Chris Harris and bo- at both talking about census, talking about voting. Like, those are just what is seemingly an easy way to participate that is also just, it is our democracy. It is our right um, to step up in that. But I do believe, you know, the thing that we're seeing super clearly is there is a distrust in government and especially from the black community based on the policies and the inequities that have been existing for just generations. So again, you can kind of see, right. Why people have, there is a certain fear. There is a certain distrust of if, okay, if I give my information, if I, have that. So I think getting these facts out there is just incredibly important as as we move forward. And Lindsay, now I I know with, as with a lot of things with Corona, we push deadlines. Um, So talk to us about the deadline right now for, um, for the census and kind of timing. I think that has been extended. Yes. 
Exactly. So uh, the census under the original timeline was going to be wrapping up at the end of July. Uh, that timeline has been extended in large part because Census Bureau people are not we're not able to do in-person follow-up this spring. So the census deadline is officially uh, extended until October 31, which means the website is open until October 31 for people to respond. We are making a big push this summer um, with volunteers from Chicago Cares and with a whole um, host of other um, stakeholders to really reinforce the message early because um, as of August 11th, Census Bureau workers will be knocking on doors across the city to try to get um, anyone to respond who has not already responded. And how, so it's interesting, so Chicago Cares and the mayor's office were able to work together um, to kind of figure out a different way to utilize volunteers and think about the census. And um, this was pre-COVID. So again, uh, as soon as the pandemic hit, all best plans went absolutely out the window and super fast. And we we had had been in conversation about how to get volunteers kind of doing some street canvassing and being at a local transit stop and just out. And again, these hard to count communities, we had a great list. And a lot of those were communities Chicago Cares were already working in, where we were planning to send these kind of street teams of volunteers with paraphernalia and swag to have conversations and kind of like this script of having people talk to people. And again, saying that like, hey, I'm just a volunteer like you, but here's why the census is important. Um, so it was a great strategy and a great plan. And then truly as the, the week hit that we were supposed to um, go out and mobilize and we kept being like on hold because this COVID just kept kind of coming and coming. And truly the week we were supposed to be out was when the lockdown started or the stay home order was issued. Um, so tell us a little bit of inside ball on what it was like during that time in the mayor's office of trying to, you know, here's this huge initiative that's so critical and important that needs to move forward, needs to push forward. Um, but yet at the same time, here's this pandemic that no one has ever dealt with um, right in the history of our generation. Um, how were you managing through that to try to say we still have um, a, a campaign and, and work to get done in this awareness building, but we, we really need to also adhere to the stay home order. So that was that put the city and everyone, I think, in a really tough conundrum. Absolutely. It was incredibly challenging. Uh, we, as you know, had great plans with Chicago Cares, as well as a whole census um, <laughs> plan and strategy that had to be entirely reworked on very short notice. So it was uh, a very demanding time, as well as all of the mayor's office staff had to work on COVID um, pressing matters as well. So we were um, trying to keep, you know, all the balls in the air, keep everything um, moving, but to also keep people safe and healthy. And so um, took some time to kind of regroup and strategize and realize maybe there's a way that we could continue outreach in a way we haven't done before, that we could actually try to use this moment um, in a way to really connect with the folks that are hard to reach. And so that is part of how we had um, kind of envisioned this relationship with Chicago Cares that allowed us to um, begin texting and calling residents that are actually um, part of the group that is harder to reach digitally. So we've undertaken a ton of digital ads uh, to connect people to 
the Census Bureau website, but we're able to look at, um, okay, which tracks are the ones that have been the lowest performing? Let's actually call them. Let's actually text them. Let's try to get in touch with individuals there, just as we would canvassing, but to do it all virtually. And um, we were very encouraged, not only that Chicago Cares was able to get this up and running, but that we received a ton of volunteer support for it, both individuals and corporations that were able to pitch in and help, given that some of them had pauses in their workloads as well. So what felt like a catastrophe um, in the moment actually was able to be turned around into a huge um, mobilizing volunteer effort that ended up, I think, having a tremendous impact. Yes. And I mean, for us too, it was like that moment that um, COVID hit and that was the the crisis point of like, oh my gosh, the thing that we do best mobilizing people out in the world is the thing we can't do now. How can we figure out how to do this virtually? And again, thank God we live in 2020 with the technology that we have and some of those abilities. And the cool piece about this technology that we've been able to use for the census and again, working with the mayor's office to figure out what those best solutions were it's all um, private, right? So like you as the volunteer, you're not sharing your personal cell phone or telephone number information, nor are you getting the the person that you're calling. You're just, you know, a name and right who you're reaching out to. And it's all kind of digitized in a way that really keeps that privacy piece um, in place, which is important. And so many of the volunteers that participated, they were like, this is easy peasy. I can do this. I can hammer out a bunch of calls. And when they actually like really got folks responding either via text or via phone, they really appreciated the reminder. And again, because we identified ourselves and had kind of worked the script, this isn't just a robo call from government or, you know, just a recorded call or a solicitation, right? It really is a, a reminder for you to participate. And I think we got really great responses on, on, on both sides of the fence so far. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, we were surprised by um, the degree of engagement. So several um, people actually texted back and could ask questions, and it could be an opportunity to engage with people in their homes, and also was just a critical piece in our puzzle for connecting with people who may not have internet access. There are significant pockets in the city uh, that just simply do not have access to the internet as they need. And so this was a way for us to actually just call them directly. We actually specifically looked for landlines, looking for the aging population, trying yeah. to figure out who we could we could contact. And um, I'd actually heard a great story from one of our volunteers that he was calling people through the list and actually ended up calling his own grandmother. And they had a great conversation about the census, yeah. <laughs> but it was really <laughs> sweet that, you know, it was a way of like, our city is small. We are all in this together. And they um, were able to reconnect over um, the Chicago cares platform. So yes, going back to your point though, that it all is done through software that allows it to be completely anonymous so that there's no personal information shared. And from our vantage point allows us to, um, obtain numbers that are in specific census tracts that we know are struggling. So um, the technology really does allow us to take a data-driven approach to who we're contacting and to try to make the most high-impact contacts that we can. Right. And I, I think that is so critically important because, again, you know, you, you could be targeting just the in, entire population and folks who are normally already completed and everything else. And that's kind of a waste of the call or waste of the time, whereas this really targeted data-based approach um, makes a lot of sense. And I think, too, you know, this is something where 
it's a word of mouth also like, Hey, I got a call from somebody about the census. Have, Cause a part of the script too was encouraging your, the people in your household, your friends, your family, everyone to really fill that out and just really explaining the importance of it. I think for us, the other piece that is just so important is, un, you know, underlying for the volunteers that this is part of our civic fabric and how we operate as a, a city, as a country. Um, so being able to participate in this is true civic engagement in a way that um, I think most people wouldn't have thought like, oh, texting and calling can be civic engagement, but it sure can when it relates to the census. So I think it was a great win-win really on both sides for us. And as you said, Lindsay, we had like you know, United Airlines and a couple other companies just really show up and, you know, use their call centers and, and folks that they've used before for this, which is really um, fantastic. Um, so, you know, the call to get counted is going to continue through October then, because if the website's open, it's through October. Absolutely. Yep. Great. And then we'll have, again, the... Um, you know, the more in-person happening this summer, which will be those kind of door-to-door reminders happening, which we're really excited about. And, you know, it's, it is a time for all of us in the city to think about how we engage civically, what that looks like. And it's uh, an exciting moment. So this partnership with Chicago Cares and the mayor's office has just really been fantastic. Yeah, we have very much appreciated it and are so glad that we had a way to continue engaging despite all of the COVID challenges. And again, that's where partnership comes into play, where it's like, okay, we've got a problem. Let's figure out how to tackle it. Let's look at different ways and solutions. And just coming to this uh, really innovative way to uh, approach the census, I think, has been fun for our team to participate in and so great for the volunteers. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us to discuss the city census outreach efforts. And we just so very much appreciate this partnership. And for those listening who haven't completed the census yet, there is still time. So visit 2020census.gov to get counted today. Okay, Lindsay, so here at How Chicago Cares, we like to wrap up our interviews in a silly little way with a word association game. So are you up for it? Totally. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to give you a word or phrase. You tell me the first word or phrase that pops into your head, and I'll get started. Ready? Okay. Chicago. Hot dogs. Beach. (laughs) Closed but now open. Yes. (laughs) Neighborhood. Oh, man. So many images, so many pictures. Uh, The people I love. Census. Essential. Civic engagement. Empowering. Funding. Desperately needed. Mm -hmm. Equity. (laughs) What we long for. Community. Uh, The fabric that keeps us together. Future. Hopeful. Oh, yes. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you and everything that y'all are doing. And again, everyone remember, visit 2020census.gov. Thanks. Thanks, Janae. That's all the time we have for today. So thank you so much for listening to How Chicago Cares, our weekly podcast series exploring how Chicagoans can care for one another and make an impact during COVID and beyond. Despite the uncertainty of the COVID-19 pandemic, there are still many ways we can step up to support our neighbors and make an impact. And Chicago Cares is here to help you do that. Visit chicagocares.org today to start your volunteer journey.
A huge thank you to our guest, Lindsay Evans, for joining us today to discuss the 2020 census and how Chicago is working to get all of its residents counted. Join us again next week when I'll be joined by Vule from Nonprofit AF to discuss the need for a new and more equitable normal for the nonprofit sector. Until then, I'm Janae Myers. When the COVID-19 pandemic ends, and it will end, let's challenge ourselves to continue expanding our definition of what it means to serve one another so that the city can become more vibrant and equitable for all. Thank you for caring, Chicago.